0: welcome to season two of the 43 Percent. i'm claudia reuter this show forgets about the leaning in or leaning out debate and talks to women about their path toward creating a life that includes both family and career
1: everyone makes decisions that work for themselves and their families and let's just start supporting each other in every way that we possibly can so get mentees, get mentors, um, find women who have done it successfully, seek out their guidance, support, and advice.
0: That was today's guest, Jennifer Gefsky. Jennifer's a mom, a partner at a law firm, and the author of your turn careers kids and comebacks from HarperCollins publishers i was introduced to jennifer by tiffany dufu an entrepreneur and author and i couldn't be more grateful for the referral it turns out jennifer and i have both spent a ton of time thinking about the way in which a step away from the traditional workforce can impact your career in our conversation she shared her own experience of trying to make it all work and what motivated her to write a book which has already been recommended by ariana huffington I hope you'll stay tuned to learn more about Jennifer's story. Awesome. I'm so excited that you're here because you have such an interesting story and so many varied experiences that I know we're going to dive into in this conversation. And so before we, we get into that, I'd love if you could kind of level set and help me understand where you are today, what your role is as a mom today, like how old are your kids and, and what's happening in your life right now?
1: I am a mother of three kids. I'm married. I live in a suburb of New York. My kids are, I uh, have a, a daughter who's a junior in high school, a son who's a freshman in high school, and my um, uh, one other son who is in fourth grade. So a little bit all over the place. Um, as far as work goes, I'm a partner, a labor and employment partner. Partner at a firm called Epstein Becker and Green, based in New York City, and um, but I'm also an entrepreneur and an author.
0: Wow, it's amazing. So, and it's funny because we just connected recently through a mutual contact and found out that we both had our because I also have a junior in high school and a freshman in high school and we just found out that our, our kids were born at the same hospital in New York which is crazy yeah. um, and we did not know each other so so you like me you were in New York when you had your first and I, you know what what happened did you stay with your job at that point
1: that point in my career I was vice president and deputy general counsel at Major League Baseball. I had a really great job that I loved, that I worked really hard for, I would say almost my entire life to get. Um, and at the time, I lived in New York City. So I didn't live, you know, maybe I lived 30 blocks from my office. So I had my first ch- child, and I didn't think it would impact my career that much. And to be honest, like it didn't. I had a very short commute. Um, It certainly made things a bit more complicated, but I kind of continued on status quo in my job. Um, And to be honest, it wasn't until I had my second child and I moved out of New York City to Mm -hmm. a suburb that things got a little more complicated.
0: So what happened, what, you know, cause we all kind of have this vision as the suburbs as where, you know, it, it all comes together. What happened that made it more difficult in the suburbs?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because I remember a friend of mine when, I think even before I had kids and she, she lived in a suburb of New York city at the time I lived in the city. And, um, and she said, you know, Jen, when you move and move to the suburbs, you'll stop working. And I looked at her like she was crazy because <laughs> I loved my job. I obviously I had my second child. I moved to a suburb of New York, and um, you know my job at baseball at the time was a high pressure job. I traveled a lot. I worked really hard. And so I endured, I think what a lot of mothers endure, which is I felt like I wasn't doing anything very well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing really well in my career uh, because I felt I was distracted by home obligations. I felt like I wasn't being a great mom because I was exhausted, I was stressed out. and I was busy doing work things a lot of times when I was at home. So I felt like I wasn't doing anything very well and and ultimately, that stress and sort of that uncertainty um, was building and building. And then one of my kids was struggling a little bit in preschool. And I think when I look back, certainly that was the thing that sort of pushed me into the decision of, Mm. you know what, I'm gonna take a career break. And I was lucky from a financial perspective that I could take a career break. For me, that was it. I felt like I really wasn't seeing my kids at all. Frankly, they were being raised by babysitters. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, everyone has their own you know views and and you know ambitions and desires. But for me, I felt, that it was untenable. And so I made the decision to leave a job that I loved and a career that I loved to to stay home.
0: And it's so, I mean, and it's, it's not an easy decision to make, right? And I, one of the things I was thinking about before we started talking is the idea that I think one of the challenges I see out there is we kind of think, oh, we can compartmentalize everything. Like, okay, now I'm at work, now I'm at home. But kids don't really allow you to compartmentalize very well if there if there's something going on. Um, and you know, was there any one thing in particular? You mentioned that there was a, an issue with preschool. That made like, where was your aha moment that this was this was for you personally something you needed to do?
1: Well, I would say I had a culmination of, of aha moments. One was certainly my child. Um, struggling a little bit in preschool another was you know i felt that i wasn't being understood by anybody you mm-hmm. know i remember specifically running out of my office at around 5:40 to catch because my office was very close to Grand Central to catch like a 545 train Mm -hmm. and you know look in New York City time that's pretty early to leave work and I just remember seeing the eye rolls from my colleagues like oh there goes Jen isn't it great to be Jen you know look at her leaving at 535 to to um, you know get home and yet what my life really looked like was I would jump on the train. I'd be on the train for almost an hour. I'd drive home. I'd relieve the babysitter and I would be, you know, quote on duty with my kids until they went to bed. And, you know, my day started at, you know, six five 30 in the morning mm-hmm. and ended at 10 30 at night. And I was exhausted without breaks, without like any downtime. And it was, you know, seven days a week. So it was this aha moment where I felt like my, my um, you know, I had no time to myself. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was falling apart just physically, emotionally, like I wasn't exercising, I wasn't eating right. So it was all of those things that anyone who's a mom knows, you know, that time in your life when your kids are little is hard. It's very difficult. You know, they're, they're, it's very physically demanding, emotionally demanding, and you're still getting used to being a mom. So all of those things you know, caught up to me. And I was just, I I really look back on regretting, not necessarily regretting my career break, but I look back and I regret the way that I did it, which is, I literally just got to my, the edge and I was like, I'm done. And I didn't really think about alternatives. I really didn't think what it was going to mean for me, my family, my career. And I just did it and I was like you know what when I want to go back to work I'll go back to work but unfortunately it's not really that simple that's exactly
0: how my issue came along like where I just I knew what I what I wanted and what I didn't want and all of a sudden I just made a decision and, and probably the only thing I look back on sometimes is wonder like if I had put a little more research into it or something. But um, you know, it's one of the things that's interesting when you bring up like the just the simply the logistics of commute and you know, especially in the New York area where commute is over an hour and that's not abnormal. I mean, even to just get across town can take an hour. You know, in I believe it was in Lean In by Cheryl Sandberg, she dedicated part of that book to a story where she she was concerned about the judgment of others for wanting to be with her kids in the morning and at night. So she would have like meetings set up at a different facility so that her the people who worked for her wouldn't really see exactly when she came in and exactly when she left and yet you know here there but the reality is she's actually working more and just like in your story it's like you're you're working more and yet you feel like people are perceiving that you're doing less Simply because mm. you're tied to the clock, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't take into consideration the number of times that New York trains are late.
1: Those are always sort of the the feather that pushes you over, right? Is that like, uh oh, there's a storm and there's a tree on the tracks and now I'm sitting here for two hours. but but it's so I'm so glad you brought up Cheryl um, Sandberg and that sort of hiding being a mom. Mm-hmm. you know, not, not necessarily that she was hiding it, but I think one of the things that's changed, Even since Lean In came out, women talking about being moms. And, you know, in the New York area, we just had the U.S. Open. We just finished the U.S. Open, and Serena Williams was in the final. And she lost, if anybody's a tennis fan, and they know that. But, like, she talks about being a mom and being a working mom. And yet we look at her, and there she is on the tennis court, one of the best tennis players in the world, dominating, you know, tennis. And it's like, oh, wait a second. You know, because a lot of people think of moms as not committed. They're only only interested in their kids. And it's so untrue. And it's so not based on fact or reality because research shows that women, moms, make some of the best employees. But yet, a lot of employers and a lot of other, you know, individual employees think that once a woman has a child, she becomes uncommitted to work. And it's the motherhood penalty, obviously. Yeah. I love this change that's happening where people are starting to talk about it. You know, Jennifer Lopez, Beyonce, these celebrities that we admire, you know, are coming out and saying, I'm a mom. It's made me better. It's made me stronger. It makes me work more. Um, Because I think having that vision is very helpful, I think, to a lot of young women, especially.
0: Yeah, I think they're especially the age that my kids are now. When I was younger, I felt like I had to compartmentalize things. And then as they've been getting older, I'm like, there were so. I, what you realize with kids is there are things you actually cannot compartmentalize. <laughs> like I remember one time I was trying to get something done. I was working from home and you know, my, my younger son who was a toddler at the time was in the backyard. And um, all of a sudden I see, and he, my husband was in the backyard too. And you know, it was like, everything should have been fine. And then I see him like gagging and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and he had picked up bubbles, like the kid, you know, bubbles that you blow, and he had drank right out of the entire container. And, of course, I call poison control, and they're like – oh, it's non-toxic. Don't worry about it. And, you know, just get him some crackers. And I set him down. I'm like, what were you, you know, why did you do this? And of course he's like three, right? But I'm like, you know, what were you thinking? And he's like, oh, I thought I could poop bubbles. And I'm like, okay, these things don't happen in the normal world. I like
1: that excuse though. I like that. That's awesome. That's very imaginative.
0: It is, but it's like the, it's an example of like the kind of chaos that really is can also be funny but it's like the chaos that erupts during any day with kids and there's this mentality or this you know this idea like well you somehow have to hide them or you know it's the children should be seen and not heard and i think to your point there's a big i think there's a change happening where people are starting to think about how do we incorporate the whole person and the whole family and the whole, you know, life experience instead of having all these little factory segments of life? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so here you are. You were at a law firm. You you left your job. Where was your what was your husband's view on all of this?
1: You know, thank goodness, my husband has been incredibly supportive my entire career. So, and I'm so grateful for that because it really gets him into into another part, you know, interesting part of this whole discussion, which is another issue that women face is we tend to take on ourselves the majority of the obligations at home. It's, you know, um, Responsibility for the kids, keeping up uh, the housework, doing, you know, kids, doctors appointments, etc. It all falls on our shoulders. But to be honest, a lot of times we do that to ourselves. And so my husband is incredibly supportive and incredibly wonderful, but still, I do it to myself where I place a lot of the burden on me. And there's no one else to blame for that other than me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's one of the things I always encourage younger women, especially even before you have kids, to have those conversations with your partner about, hey, like I either want to keep working or, and, you know, we have to agree to share the obligations at home equally or, you know, something along those lines. But my husband was really supportive. He was supportive of me taking my career break and he was incredibly supportive of me going back because I, I like to work. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I work, you know, in part for, for the, for the financial side of it, but to be honest, it's more for the, um, you know, this, this stimulation and, you know, being in an environment where I'm not just known as somebody's mom, I give advice and I engage with people and I enjoy that. So, um, for me, that's a very important component of my life. And I also know at some point in time, to be honest, it, not that far down the road, my kids are going to be grown and gone. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so for me, it was very important to have some other part of my life that, you know, I enjoyed. Not that work is always wonderful or always great um, because it's not, nothing's perfect. But for me, that's really, I wanted to continue on with my career. And thank goodness I had a spouse who was supportive of that. Because to be honest, me working doesn't make our life easier at home. It makes it more complicated. So you know, we've worked around those issues and my kids are supportive too. And um, you know, at the end of the day, I I really want to look back and think I have no, no regrets with decisions that I've made. And, um, and thankfully, my husband shares that view. So
0: so you said you took a seven year break. So it was when your Mm -hmm. youngest was in what, like first grade that you went back to the firm? Or?
1: Yeah, so I would say my middle guy, was about eight years old when I went back. Okay. And so my youngest was, um, his birthday is tomorrow. My youngest was about four or five. Yeah, it was like when he was going into kindergarten. Oh, kindergarten. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back. You know, and that's, it's interesting when kids are little, when you have toddlers it's very demanding. It's a lot of, uh, obviously, a lot of time. But when they get in school, you realize, wow, the day is, you know, it's a much longer day where they're occupied and they're in school. And that is, uh, we, we have found in our research, too, that it's a very common time that women, if you've taken a career break, that you want to go back because you realize I have more time on my hands.
0: Yeah. And so and so what is your day like now? So you've got, you know, high school kids, a younger child are, is your, is the commute less of an issue now with the, the babysitter and the relief and all that, or do you and your husband split the commute? How does that work?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. Well, so this is how it looks for me. And, uh, it's another important topic I think to talk about. Certainly if you have, um, you know, moms listening to this is about advocating for yourself at work. So mm-hmm. when I went back, I realized, I I couldn't be in a position again where and I didn't want to be in a position again where I was leaving the house at six thirty in the morning and not coming back until seven thirty at night, five days a week. Like it that just that just wasn't something that I wanted or something that I was interested in. And so I started seeking out positions where I wouldn't have to do that. And so how my life looks now, and, and like I said, I'm a partner at a law firm. So it sounds very demanding and, and, and very like time consuming, and in some ways it is, but I have a lot of flexibility, you know, mm-hmm. I, I go in usually about three days a week, I work from home two days a week, and that makes a huge difference. And I can really come and go as I want. And this world today that we live in is very different than the world we lived in when I worked at Major League Baseball. And it's different because of tech, two, two main reasons. Number one, technology, mm-hmm. and number two, You know, millennials almost today make up a majority of the American workforce, and millennials' views on remote working and and flexibility are very different than when, you know, 10 years ago. So I I can work from anywhere. I don't have to be in the office, and as many people, I'm sure, can relate to, you know, sometimes I work, it's 9 o'clock at night. Last night, I had an issue with one of my clients, and I was working on it, you know, from home at 9.30 at night, emailing back and forth with them. So, you know, you you can work at any time. You don't have to be in your office. It depends what you do, of course. But so for me, that was very important. And we always say to women, you know, you've got to advocate for yourself, though. No one's going to hand you necessarily what you want. So if you want part time, you have to ask for it. It may not work. You know, your employer may not be able to do it, but there may also be employers out there that are willing to do it. So, you know, keep your eyes open, keep your options open and make sure you're, you know, finding the very best situation you can for yourself. And and like I said, we'll all go through blips in our career where it's not perfect and it's tough. But I would also say during those times, those are finite period of times, you know, Mm -hmm. that will end. And when it's the toughest, when your kids are little, you know, babies and toddlers, it's a very short period of time over the arc of a career. You know, you're talking about a career being, you know, 40, 50 years long. Um, you know, a few years in there when your kids are toddlers, even though it seems like it's forever when you're going through it, it actually is a very short period of time. If you're in a situation that's very difficult, know that it's finite. Don't make any sort of rash decisions about your career during that period of time because you may look back and regret it.
0: Whether I'm rushing to work or rushing to pick up my kids from school, I always wanna look and feel my best. That's why I'm so glad I discovered Beta Brand's Dress Pant Yoga Pants. They give me the flexibility to jump into a meeting or into the car in a flash. The Dress Pant Yoga Pants feature ultra comfy designs designed to impress with wrinkle resistant four way stretch pony knit fabric and thoughtful details like faux zippers, front buttons, and belt loops. They've got styles for different shapes, sizes, and tastes like boot cut, straight leg, skinny cropped, and more. They come in standard colors like black, navy, gray, and khaki, with seasonal and limited edition colors released monthly. They are so much more versatile compared to other dress pants. I love the flexibility they give me to juggle career and family. To get your own pair, visit betabrand.com slash 43% to get 20% off. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com slash 43 P-E-R-C-E-N-T to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants today. So it sounds like you've got A really positive situation right now with the flexibility and going into work sometimes but working from home other times have you had any moments you know we've talked about some with some other guests on the show about sort of the the meeting moments where you know one of the advantages of working from home is just as you described you can work late at night you can figure it out you can get things done without commuting but with kids there's still sometimes challenges do you have you had any moments where the worlds are colliding because you're at home or have you completely compartmentalized that somehow.
1: And I do a lot of this for a living, right? I, I help women with their careers and things like that. And very often I have situations that are difficult. And so, which it's it's interesting for me because it's a constant reminder of it's it's like I said, it's never perfect. Nothing's perfect though, right? So whether you're High, you know, hard charging in your career, whether you're staying at home full time, whether you're working part time, whether it's there's always going to be curveballs that are thrown at you that make a particular day difficult or make a particular week difficult. Um, I went through a period of time last late last year and into um, this year where I was traveling a ton for work and. That's hard. You know, yeah. I missed stuff. I missed back to school nights and I missed, you know, I, I didn't miss any birthdays or anything like that, but still you're, you're missing things.
0: You know, you went back to work, um, in a professional setting, you've now worked out this flexible environment, but then you wrote a book. Can you help yeah. kind of walk me through how, what the book is and how it relates to what your current, your, your current job is and how it all fits? Cause I'd love to learn more Absolutely. about
1: it. Yeah, so but even to, to go one step back. So when I took my 7-year career break and I was looking to get back into the workforce, I I literally Claudia, I can remember sitting at home in my pajamas almost in tears because I had no idea how to get back to work. I graduated out of law school, so I never really had to go and find a job, you know, I mean, I did when I was younger, like in high school and college and stuff, but never like post law school graduation. So, and I realized there weren't a lot of great resources out there to help women like me. So I started a company, I co-founded it with Nicole Kroll, a company called Opry. And it's a, basically it's a website that helps women get back into the workforce or pivot within the workforce if their current position isn't working out. So we started Opry in 2016, it launched, and almost immediately after we launched, we got a lot of interest in publishing a book. So uh, several publishers reached out to us about, hey, would you want to write a book about this topic? And ultimately, we decided that was a great idea, and um, uh, oh. Stacy Dilo, who is now the CEO of Apre, and I co-wrote a book called Your Turn. Careers, Kids, and Comebacks, um, A Working Mother's Guide. And um, basically, it's a two-part book. And the first part really helps women through the entire spectrum of the decision-making process. So even almost before kids, but certainly once you have kids, which is, you know, should I keep working? Should I take a career break? Should I go part-time? Should I freelance? All of those questions that I think a lot of women face And by the way, whatever path you choose, how do I make it work for me and my family and my employer, right? Mm -hmm. It has to work for the employer, too. So if you want to keep working full time, that's amazing. Here's how to make it work. If you want to take a career break, that's great. Here are the things you should think about before you do it. Um, But here are the things you should think about, too, once you're going to be out and, and et cetera, et cetera. And then part two of the book is if you have taken a career break and you're looking to get back into the workforce, this is how you kind of go about doing that, and so it's a two-part book. We're we're so excited about it because it's 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 just one of those topics that I think s- almost every mother who's working can relate to in some way, shape, or form. The guilt, the decision making, am I doing the right thing? You know, I always say if I had a crystal ball as a mother and I knew what to do, it would be a lot easier, right? It's mm-hmm. like the not knowing if you're doing the right thing makes being a working mom so difficult.
0: You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about along those lines is you mentioned how, you know, it was really how did you, you know, you were thinking about how to explain that gap in your resume. And I would love to get your thoughts on this cuz I I have this working theory that it's not really a gap, that it is a gap and that you've left the professional workforce, but that If you're if you're a dedicated mom working at home, you know, working as a stay at home mom, that you are still cultivating skills that actually turn into great skills for management and other paths. Like, have how do you how do you actually talk to people or how do you think about that gap now? Like do you see things in you in that seven year window that made you better at your job today?
1: Absolutely. And we talk about this a lot. I and I don't know about your experience, but for me, being a mom—I mean, there's no harder job in the world. So let's start there. So anyone, <laughs> anyone who has never been a mother, um, you know, it's uh, hands down. I've had a lot of difficult jobs in my life, um, and it is hands down the most difficult job in the world. It's twenty-four-seven. You know, you probably remember that that there was that cute joke that was like an ad for being a mother, but you didn't know the position was a mother. And it's like, you know, you never get a vacation. You, you really don't get paid. You have to, you know, do all sorts yeah. of work. You know, um, you know, being a mom is difficult, but being a mom teaches you a lot of stuff. So uh, for me personally, and I know it because I experienced it, um, when I was at home, I learned all sorts of different skills that translate right back into the workplace. I learned how to be calm under pressure. You know, mm-hmm. I think about the times driving my kids to the emergency room where blood is gushing out of some open wound on them, you know? <laughs> and you're, you know, you got to remain calm. You know, you're you're the dispute resolution person, right? So fights between kids, you know, um, it makes you become a much more empathetic person, a much more collaborative person all of these skills translate right back into the workforce. And I know from my own experience, I am a much better employee post kids than I was pre kids, pre kids. I was, you know, I would get stressed out about little stuff. Um, I was, you know, much too focused on work as a, in not a positive way. You know, I didn't have a bigger picture. Um, I certainly have a, A much broader viewpoint now than I did pre-kids, which is another reason why it's so important to have women and mothers in higher level positions within companies because of the broader viewpoint. Mm. So for me, being a mom has made me a much better, more confident employee than I was pre-kids. And I think that's true across the board. I mean, it's hard to think of a way it makes you a worse employee. Um, You know, it's funny because people will say, oh, well, she's committed, she can't work as much, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, The fact of the matter is, working moms are the most efficient employees we don't have time to go into work and like mess around we go into work we get the job done and we come home mm. so
0: yeah I love to hear how you describe the fact too that it, it becoming really strong at conflict management is something critical <laughs> because unless it's true like unless you want to have a chaotic household where everyone's screaming at each other you really do learn how to Stay calm. Get everyone to get to the root of the issue, and that become that's so so important in the corporate world or working world too. So, um, it's really helpful to hear you describe it that way. You know, any you know as you're going along this journey and you're talking about the stats, one of the things I was thinking about too is we often talk about things like, oh, how, you know, how are we doing with women in STEM or women in tech or women in business? Um, and we don't really talk about the fact that, you know, at some point, you know, 85 or 86% of all women become moms. And to your point, it's like, we're 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 advocating for women to get into all of these fields. And then we're not, ta- I think we are talking now, like you and I are talking about this, obviously, but there hasn't been as much emphasis on, How do we, you know, think about motherhood in in this whole conversation and have this whole push to help women, you know, advance in their careers?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really important, I think, to and and to be honest, I think millennials are going to start pushing this. You know, we're seeing one of the issues that I was just dealing with with one of my clients had to do with paternity leave, Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: and this was a, a a young man a millennial who wanted to take paternity leave for, you know, bonding time. I mean, that was like unheard of when my kids were born. My kids are not that old. You know, it was unheard of when my kids were born. Yep. So that push towards a more openness, um, you know, people talking about being kids at in their workplace a little bit more, is only helpful to women all these things paternity leave and I always say to people the more paternity leave we can offer the better it is for women because I mean imagine back to when you had your child you know imagine your husband really being able to stay home and or your partner you know being able to stay home and really be there I mean my husband wasn't I mean it was like I had I had our kids. And it was like, he was there like the day the kid was born. <laughs> he was like back to work. I mean, so it was, it was hard.
0: You know, and it's so, what I've been thinking about lately, which isn't a deep thought, <laughs> but but it's something that's been popping into my head a lot because we we have a, a dog coming into work where I am right now. And, you know, there, there was such a huge push. up Do you remember, I mean, I think we're in the same age bracket here. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago that there wasn't casual dress at work, or if there was, it was on Fridays. And, you know, things have really changed. But there was that big push for things like bringing your dog to work. And, um, you know, that a lot of startups have have done that. And it's great. And, you know, it's a bit win to the employees, because they don't have to pay for, you know, doggy daycare, or whatever, you know, a dog walker. Um, And it's like, I'm hoping that this new generation coming up has a bigger push to talk about, you know, kids and family and work. So I'm excited about what you're writing. So could you um, state the name of your book one more time? I just want to make sure I caught it.
1: Sure. It's called Your Turn, Careers, Kids and Comebacks, A Working Mother's Guide. And honestly, it's for sale just about everywhere. So you can find it at Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, BAM, Google play. So there's an audiobook as well. So I hope your listeners, if anybody is out there either struggling or thinking about, um, you know, career choices as a mom, it's, it's a really terrific book with thousands of stories from, I mean, we've literally spoken to thousands of women and, wow. and gotten a very sort of diverse group of views about different experiences and, and, and hopefully, your readers will find it a really useful tool in getting them through the messy battle of their career. Yeah,
0: I'm excited to read it. It sounds amazing and I think it's 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 much needed. Um so I'm super excited that you you took the time to write that. Um you know, any any last thoughts on advice or or you know, feedback you would give to your younger self or another younger woman in your position like earlier in your career, maybe even going back to pre-law school, anything that you would you know, either do differently or advice you would give yourself on how maybe to to think about the next 20 years of your career?
1: Yes, I, yes, if I could go back in time, I would 100% um, basically tell myself, number one, seek out women who have gone through this already. So find somebody in your employer, uh, your company, who has, who is a a mom who has successfully gone through it and and really sit down with that person and ask her advice Mm and what she did, what worked, what didn't work, her experiences, et cetera. Number two, don't be hard on yourself. Everyone struggles. Everyone, um, you know, everyone finds this a difficult, but there's no one I know that's like, this is easy breezy. I'm super successful at work. I'm super successful at home and I find it all easy. I don't know a single person who feels that way. So (laughs) It's tough, you know, and number three, and this is my biggest pet peeve. And, and I, and I was not very good about this when I was, when I was younger. And this is one thing I would definitely go back and tell myself, which is do not judge other women. Mm. I think women can be our own worst enemies. I think we have a tendency to, you know, we have this innate sort of, um, quality that I think is instilled from us over evolution about, you know, we're competitive with one another. Right. And so, um, you know, we tend to judge other women and we judge them. So if I'm someone who's working, you know, full on in my career, I'll judge someone who's taking a career break and vice versa. Or I'll judge someone who's working part time. And you know what? Stop judging each other. Everyone makes decisions that work for themselves and their families. And let's just start supporting each other in every way that we possibly can. So get mentor, get, you know, get mentees, get mentors, um, find women who have done it successfully, seek out their guidance, support and advice. Um, and those are just, I would say the top three things that I would tell myself and I would probably have less gray hair. That's, that's, (laughs) that's thankfully successfully colored. Um, and you know, and I would, I would, be a lot you I would have taken it a lot easier on myself than I think that I did and um you know it's a tough time it's a tough time in anybody's career um, but you know with good advice and support women can make it through you know thriving and being hugely successful through and to the later stages of their careers
0: you know it's really helpful to hear and and really excited to read your book and and just want to thank you again for taking the time to talk with me today. It's great to hear your story and I really appreciate your transparency about it.
1: Oh, thanks so much. And thanks again for having me on. I really, I had so much fun.
0: That's it for this time, but we'll be back next week for another conversation with another inspiring woman. If you could take just a minute to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hear these stories. The 43% is produced by me, Claudia Reuter, Cynthia Pimentel, and the whole team at Wonder Media Network. Our executive producer is Jenny Kaplan, and our music is from Martin Wisenberg. You can find The 43% wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website at the43percent.com. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome week.